What's next in real estate? 2022, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, baby, first-time buyers are back in business. The crazy price hikes of the last two years are slowing down. So what's next? Well, here's everything that you need to know about what happened in housing in 2022 and where we're headed next and how to plan your next best move. Let's do it. What is up, my how to buy a homies? It's David Sedoni coming at you. Welcome to any brand new listeners. And of course, as always, hello to my OG homies. What's up? Hi, everybody. So maybe you're here because you're just curious about what's going to go on with the housing market in the future. Well, you've come to the right place. Not that I have a crystal ball and not that I'm selling you anything. I am simply just a balding old dude spitting mad truth into the mic. Because I want to make sure that all first-time home buyers get the education that they need so they can become empowered with real information, not just freaky headlines. We have lots to get to today. So we're going to take a deep dive in the 2022 housing market. You ready? Let's go. All right. The first and most important thing, and whether you believe this or not, I'm going to say it because this is what it all boils down to. Waiting is going to cost you. Now, I'll give you all the facts and data behind it. As a matter of fact, let me think. I already did. I've done a whole bunch of episodes about this. I've laid out all the facts, all the data, all the math in several different podcasts starting back in 2019. But, you know, if you want to go back and listen to just the ones from 2022, you're going to hear all the forecasting, not just from me, but from people way smarter than me. And You'll get all the updates with what was going to go on in 2022, what did happen, and then, of course, you know where we predict it's going to go in the future. I'm not going to do a giant rehash of all of that here, but I'm going to give you some simple insights that pertain to the forecasts for the rest of 2022. Here's what I'm going to go over today so you can feel like maybe, just maybe, you have a little bit more of a clue regarding where this crazy housing market is going. Here's what we're going to talk about. Number one, don't expect a crash. Don't wait to buy a home unless you have to. Period. Mic drop. End of story. I'm going to let the facts and the research from the people who are way smarter than me explain why this is true. But know this, even Captain Conservative Dave Ramsey says we have at least five more years of the market going up. Now it's going to be going up slowly. And Dave says right now is the cheapest time to buy in the next five years. Second thing we'll talk about today is inventory. It is still crazy low. How many of you homies out there are sick of me talking about inventory? Too bad. You're going to keep hearing about it because that's what's important. Supply and demand is everything and anything economical. And the prices are going to keep going up. It's just going to be a lot slower than it did so far this year. Mm -hmm. Third thing to talk about is interest rates. This is a big one, gang. Man, they jumped the most they have in decades and super fast. It happened in just a couple months. And the market, everyone said was going to stop. Well, actually, it just kept chugging along. No crash, no bubble burst, no pop. Things just kept moving, but just a lot slower. Don't believe in all those Debbie Downers who are telling you that it's going to pop things and crash things. Because guess what? It didn't. Look, there was a full two freaking percent hike in rates and it didn't stop the market. So if that's not going to crash the market, not much is going to. The supply is just 
too low for the amount of people that we have alive and stuff. So people are still going to be buying houses, but instead of 40 people offering on a house, now it's just down to 20. Still pretty insane. Fourth thing we'll hit on is the recession. It's coming. That's a fact. It's not going to kill housing. And there's math behind that. Supply and demand, historical data, blah, blah, blah. All the stuff I've been saying. Fifth thing, inflation. Ooh, boy, that's a hot topic right now. And for a good reason. Most people think that inflation kills all markets. Yeah, inflation sucks and your dollar's worth less and everything's getting more expensive. So a lot of people think that the last thing that you want to do during a time of inflation is to make a big purchase. Well, I'm going to go into all the data behind the facts of that. All right. Purchasing a home can actually be a huge hedge against inflation. By eliminating your rising rents and fixing your monthly payment into a forced savings account that is your home with a payment that you already make every month anyway, thus shielding you and keeping you stronger in a weaker economy. So let's get at it. These are the facts and it's up to you how you want to interpret these facts and math and how it's going to affect the housing market. So the first one, not a crash not a bubble burst. This is a slowdown. Do yourself a favor and make sure you read past the headlines. Don't get caught in that clickbait stuff. You're better than that. There's a great economist I was listening to. I got a lot of information from him on this. His name is Brian Buffini. He's been doing this for years. And the way he describes it as this is a pressure release, not a pop. The market was too hot and the pressure built up and now it's just releasing a little bit. 2021 and the first part of 2022, it was just straight up out of control, too hot. It was a post-pandemic, low inventory, psycho buying bonanza because we had the combination of low inventory, people coming out of the pandemic and the lowest interest rates ever. That meant it was cheaper to buy than was even conceivable. But you know, it was more foreseeable than people buying when rates got that low. Yeah, this build up too much and the pressure release happening. All the pressure release is doing is it's the slowing down of the white hot market and that pressure release, it's necessary because if it doesn't happen, then we blow. Trying to buy a home when you are a qualified buyer with 40 other offers on it, that's just not sustainable. We can't keep doing that forever. Eventually, if we kept going like that, we would just discourage every buyer. And keep in mind, the sale of anything, it doesn't happen without a buyer. So this had to adjust eventually. All right, so if that's the case, if we're releasing, why are all the major economists predicting a slowdown and not a crash? Why are the finance people out there who straight up, they usually root for a crash because that's when they cash in. Why are they forecasting that they don't see this crash? And in fact, what they see is just a slowdown for a while with the prices still going up just at a slower pace. Why? Well, that brings us to our second topic today, inventory. Yeah, the inventory was super low before the pandemic. A lot of people don't know that. Did you know that in January to March of 2020, pre-pandemic, there were crazy bidding wars on homes and it was a serious run up on housing right there. It was right going into that busy spring season and we were starting to see how nuts it was. Yeah, the inventory has actually been down since the 2008 crash when all the builders went bankrupt. And of course, then the builders stopped building and not enough houses. The numbers actually show you that during the Great Recession, as we call it, from 2008 to 2012, the dark days, we ended up over those terrible years being short on the homes built by about two and a half million homes. Now, considering the fact that during our regular good years over the last 30 or 40 years, 
we usually only build about a million to a million two or a million three homes per year, making up two and a half million. That's not easy to do. In fact, today in 2022, here we are 10 years later, we are still woefully behind on the number of homes being built each year to catch up and make up for that two and a half million. Some people say we're not going to catch up until the year 2030. And then we get to our third one today, interest rates. This is a big one that is scaring a lot of people. And I think what I'm seeing and what the forecasters and the economists are saying is it's causing a lot of panic that really is unnecessary. See, when rates rose from around 3% to you know almost as high as 6% recently, monthly payments went nuts. They rose close to 50%. So look, I understand with inflation that your gas and your groceries cost more, but a raise in your monthly housing payment of 50%, that's a lot more dollars, isn't it? That is a serious increase. That is a lot more money than the increase you have filling up your fridge or your tank. Look at this chart right here. Okay, so a $400,000 home at 3% back in the good old days, 2019 and 2020, and uh, believe it or not, the beginning of 2021 you could get a mortgage for 3%. That was going to cost you $1,686. Now, you go today's average rate, 5.7%. That same home, 2786 bucks. That's $1,100 more. That is a 65% increase in the cost of owning a home. So, the people who could barely afford to qualify that 3% rate and they were out shopping trying to buy a house, they either had to drastically reduce the price of home that they bought or just get out of the home shopping game. So what that leaves left are the people who had a little buffer room in there. At the same time, all this is happening, their rents are going up like crazy and it's freaking people out. And we've got this radical increase in interest rates, which are making home buying not affordable people. But at the same time, we've got this radical increase in rents, which is making, oh, I don't know, just existing seem impossible. So the interest rates doubling in what, like a little more than two months, that's nuts. But let me explain to you what's happening since the rates took off a lot faster than anyone expected. How is that affecting the housing market? Well, it's not affecting it that much. All right, look, I can hear your gears turning in your head. All right, so everything got more expensive. That should mean that nobody can buy anymore and the market's gonna tank, right? Think again. Now, this doesn't mean that the competition for housing is over. It's still happening. People are still out there trying to buy houses. It's just less than it was. As I mentioned before, this is a slowdown. It's not a crash. And a slowdown of market activity doesn't mean that prices go down. You still could be in bidding wars. It's just that you're only going to be with 10 people instead of 20. I've said it before. If 20 people bid on a home in March. That means there was one winner and 19 people still shopping for a home. So then let's say in April and May, those 19 people out there were shopping, saw the interest rates freak out and go high. Well, now let's say maybe nine of those people can't afford it because the interest rates went up. Well, you've still got 10 people that still can afford it and are still going to be competing to buy the next home. If you haven't been studying this stuff long, let me give you a little long-term reality on the mortgage interest rates. Back when we had rates at about 3.75, that was a real interest rate at the time. And then we ended up hitting that crazy artificial rate of 2.9%. That was a crazy super low because of the way the government was doing things with money and a whole bunch of other factors. 
And you can't compare that rate to anything else because that was a random once in a century post pandemic government manipulated rate. So today's rate at 5.7, that means we're actually not that far off of the real rate, which is about 3.7. And I know what you're thinking. You feel like it's Monday or Tuesday after Black Friday and you miss the sale. Well, let me make you feel better about that, okay? In February 2020, the average for a 30-year fixed was 3.5 to 3.75. So then in June of 2021, we hit that crazy drop and we were down to 2.9. And then in June of 2022, we bumped up to 5.7. So it feels like you went up way higher than it ever was. That's not true. That way, way low rate was a blip in history. You can't use the recency bias to shape your opinion. You've only been looking at this recently and you don't know the average numbers. People still bought homes at 6% all the time. And back then when they were doing it, there were four times as many homes for sale. Last time it was at 6%, four times as many homes and people were still buying. But dude, mortgage rates have doubled and I can't get in. What do I do? Okay, I understand where you're coming from, even though you sound like a really bad Disney character in a surfer movie. Oh, wait, that was me. Look, okay, what we'll do is we'll look at the big picture. And you can see that, you know, 6% or 5.75%, it's not that far off the normal interest rate for the last 15 years. And you have the option with a short-term fixed to get in at the fours, if that's what you really need to do. And then you can wait it out and look to refi when the inflation settles down. I know I've told you all before, if you're going to do an adjustable loan to make sure you know what you're doing. Cool. I'm saying that maybe this is a time that if you want to take advantage of what's going on with the forecast that we see, that you start figuring out and knowing what you're doing with an arm, an adjustable rate mortgage. There are opportunities out there right now to get into a five, a seven or a 10 year fixed. That's a long time to be fixed at four or four and a quarter percent. That's if you want to seek a lower payment so you can get in now. That means that you're betting that over the next five, seven, or 10 years, they're going to get a handle on this inflation, which historically they really need to do. And it's probably a pretty good bet that they're going to do that because look, if this inflation goes on for more than five years, that means every politician that's in office is going to get voted out. (laughs) And the new ones who come in, they're going to do stuff to kill this inflation. Don't believe me? Let me give you two names. Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan. Don't understand that? Google it. Yeah, it's an adjustable rate loan, but it's fixed for five, seven, or 10 years. This is a serious option for a lot of people out there who are considering getting in the market because they don't see a crash coming and they want to ride that slow price appreciation without paying their rent. So if you know it's not going to be a crash and you think it's going to be a slow rise, something to think about. I know, I know you're totally bummed out. You missed the Black Friday bargain basement 2.9%. Not to worry You could still buy at the regular rate today, and in the worst, worst, worst case scenario, if rates plunge and you're mad that you bought at that high rate, you do what the rest of the world does at that time. You refinance. That means you adjust down to the new low rate when the market hits there. It happens. People do it all the time. So the market's not going to crash because rates are at 5 or even at 6%. Hasn't happened. We've still got tons of buyers and not enough homes. You know, over the past few years, we've had a plethora, an exorbitant amount, a gluttony of buyers all chomping at the bit. And now we're seeing a shrinkage of those buyers, but losing some of them does not mean that we lost most of them. 
And the equation still works out because the inventory is low. There's still plenty of buyers left and the inventory has only slightly increased. Those that are left still in the market, still playing the game, that means they had a buffer and they could handle the potential increase in the payment or they've begged, borrowed or stolen from someone to help them adjust to the new monthly increase. Bottom line is the number of buyers still outnumber the amount of homes for sale. So the market's going to remain afloat. In fact, still rising slowly. But that will mean we won't see those prices spiking like we did over the last 18 months. Now, before I get into the recession and inflation and how that affects you, let me throw you a bonus fact. B -b 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 bonus fact. Rent sucks. Landlords suck. And rising at levels. And they are raising rents at levels I have never seen in my life as a renter and as an advocate for renter since I stopped renting. And that period, that goes back 30 years. I'm talking all the way back to 1991 when Full House, Rugrats, Doug, and the Fresh Prince were ruling TV. Yeah, I am old. Take a look at this chart of what rents have been doing since 1988. If you're listening in your ear holes and you're not watching on your eye holes and you can't see this chart, just take your hand and put it at, a, what is that, 45 degree angle, maybe 55 maybe almost close to like 60 to 70. That's what rents have been doing. I had a recent podcast where I interviewed a listener who moved into a complex that right before he moved in, the rents had just been jacked up 60% before they moved in. In his first year there, he figured out he wanted to plan to buy a home. So he got ready and thank God he did because he'd only been there nine months and he was ready to move out. And at the end of his lease at 12 months, they were going to jack it up another 30%. That's a total of a 90% increase in just 12 months. That's not the way it is everywhere, but I can tell you everywhere, rents on average are going up 20 or 25%. 90% is insane. I don't know what was going on there, but 20, 25, 30, 35%, that sure as heck is a lot more than inflation going up 9%. So yeah, your dollar's worth less, but your landlord's going to be asking for more of those dollars at the end of your lease. So a fixed monthly housing payment is your best bet against economic uncertainty. Look, I know this is going to be weird to hear, you know, considering that the final two things we've got to talk about are a coming recession and this crazy inflation. But now is actually the perfect time for you to buy your home. Well, it's, it's not perfect. The perfect time would have been 2012 and get all that equity. But when I say perfect, I mean that when we're facing economic uncertainty, it's actually great to have a home because it's your protection. It is literally your shelter and figuratively your fiscal shelter as well. Literally done correctly. So to all the people who said that they were going to wait it out and buy homes again when it was affordable, all the people who said, this is crazy, it's not sustainable, I'm going to wait till the high rates come around and that'll make it crash, that'll stop things. Look, I never wanted to be wrong more, but I wasn't because you know, facts not fear that's what i deal with data and history not recency bias and headlines what happened is five even close to six percent it's here and the crash didn't come all it did was weed out the bottom portion of the multiple buyers on every home but we still have multiple buyers on every home just not as many homes are still selling they're just a little slower pace compared to the insane speed and the insane prices that we had recently I do my best to help open the mind of first-time buyers and eliminate the recency bias of today's headline. The market always moves in cycles, but it doesn't move on a whim. It actually moves on data. I hear so many comments from people that are trying to time 
the perfect time to buy a house. There really is no perfect time. Like I said, the perfect time was 2020 or 2021 or actually 2012 to be precise. So when you hear people flippantly say, you can't buy now, it's crazy. Rates and prices are high. You got to wait. Why are they saying that? What data do they have to back that up? You know, I know maybe they've been closely paying attention to things in the housing market for the past year or two, but I've been watching this since 2005. And you know what? Those people were saying that back in 2019 and 2020, and they said it was going to crash now with 5 and 6% rates, and it didn't. Not to brag, but I told you when it was perfect when I started the podcast, you know, and I ended up looking like a hero to all those people from the very beginning who bought in 2019 when I started the podcast. And in 2020, even the folks who bought in 2021, what I'm telling you now is forecasting for the future, trying to figure out what's next in 2022, is that a slowdown, yeah, sure, it means it's not going to be a great, big, splashy, sexy buy. You're not going to make a ton of equity the first year you own your home. But the alternative is to spend $25,000 or $35,000 a year in rent while you're waiting to get some imaginary discount that isn't going to be coming for years. Look, you can think of it this way. Let me give you an example. Let's say the market goes up for a couple of years, 23 and 24. Then it flattens in 25 and starts to go down in 26. Okay. Now, if you're going, well, what happens if it crashes? It's not going to crash. It's not happening. If that's what you think, wrong podcast. Sorry, dude, or dudette, whoever you are, do the math. I'm not selling $100,000 gains here. I'm actually giving you the truth. So I'm still saying in this example, that the market goes up for only two years, even though some people say it's going to go more than that. But let's finish the example. It goes up 23, 24, corrects and goes down 25, 26. So that means you're renting for four years. You're paying all that money. And then when you get ready to buy four years from now, for two years down for two years, prices are still the same as they are today. And who knows what interest rates that's going to be. And you spent all that money wasted because you're waiting for that big discount to come. And it's not going to come. So do yourself a favor. Keep doing the research. Read the facts and understand what's really behind what's happening. Because you're going to see headlines saying that the number of sales are down 13% from last year. Yeah, that's true. But if you read the entire article, not just the scary headline that was there to make you click on it, sales are down 13%. True. But prices are up 7 to 8%. Over the past few years, security is everywhere for people. We're more ready for this recession than we've ever been. We have $3.8 trillion in equity. Did you see that? I almost said billion. I was starting to make a B with my mouth, and then I forgot. It's $3.8 trillion in equity. The average person over the last 12 months has gained $64,000 in equity. That's free value on their home. So that foreclosure crash that people talk about, that's not coming. People are secure in their homes so they can withstand things. Not like the last time. So look, don't give up on the dream of buying your home. In most markets, you know, some places the monthly payment is pretty much the same owning as renting. You might have to pay a little bit more, but you're paying for your security. Using all the right tactics with less competition, actually, now is a better time than ever for you to get a home because it's going to be a lot less battle, a lot less competition. And what do you do? You make sure you have the right unicorn team representing you because, yeah, the run-up in housing in the last couple of years has given a lot of people the idea that maybe this is what they should do. They should help people buy houses. Here's a fun fact. We had an increase of realtors of 100,000 
over the past year. A hundred thousand new realtors. Yeah. Whole bunch of people think of this is a great way to get rich quick. It'll be easy, right? You know what else it did? That dropped the average experience of a realtor from nine years to eight years. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you think about it, if everybody total dropped a year in how much experience they have, that means you have to be more careful than ever when you're picking someone. Currently, we've got 3 million licensed agents in the United States. You know how many homes we have for sale? 1.25 million. <laughs> yeah, that's too many people trying to do the same job. So what does that mean? It means the average real estate agent sells three to four homes a year for a grand total of a salary of $33,000 a year. Now, last time I checked, you can work at In-N-Out Burger for 18 bucks an hour. So if you work 50 weeks and take two weeks vacation at In-N-Out and you work 40 hours a week, you can make $36,000 a year. The average realtor makes $33,000 a year. Do you see why I started this podcast? So look, if you're new to the podcast, go to howtobuyahome.com to get started. You can learn everything you need to know for the big question. Where do I start? What do I do? And then when you're ready to help you avoid those in and out burger salary real estate agents, we'll make sure that you know everything you need to know about choosing the right realtor, someone who makes you know less than my local burger flipper. And of course, keep checking the podcast. We're going to keep kicking these out with all the new economic updates with what's happening as the market changes. But if you're looking to get things started, go to howtobuyahome.com. And if you haven't been to the YouTube channel, check it out. It's the How to Buy a Home podcast. Subscribe there for YouTube videos. And we're also on the YouTube shorts. Still on the Instagram at David Sedoni. And also the Facebook group is How to Buy a Home. Hey, I'm still waiting to hear back from you guys on where we should start our community. I've got some people starting to come back to me and giving me some ideas. Someone said I should start a subreddit. That's awesome. How do you start a subreddit? Somebody tell me how to do that and I'll do it. I'm also wondering if maybe a Discord is something that we should do. Let me know about that. Reach out to me, howtobuyahome.com. Just send me an email. And yeah, I know. I didn't talk about points four and five, the recession that's coming and the inflation. You know why? Because they're too big a topics. So I'm going to save that and we're going to do it in part two of this episode. Thanks for listening today. Review the podcast. Share with your friends. Share, 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 share. Let's start the revolution of empowerment and knowledge. It's not going to be sexy if you buy a house right now, but you're going to thank me in 10 years. You're going to be able to dump your rent and make a better life for yourself without having to save money. Everyone's like, I don't want to save my money. I want to live and do things now. Who wants to save 30% of your paycheck because the recession's coming? I don't care. You know, FOMO, YOLO. Okay, look, I get it. I'm even on your side. You don't have to save a 30% of your paycheck every month to be ready for what's going on. You just have to replace your biggest monthly payment, change it from rent to a mortgage, then you're prepared. See, it's that simple. You can do this.